This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with the red hot Jonathan Von Tobel. 3 and 0 week. The, the trickiness of the last week of the regular season, nothing for JVT. Giants, how about them? Fell behind big. I cashed my first half line on Philadelphia, and the Giants made it interesting uh, at the end, covering easily. Detroit wins the game outright uh, against Green Bay on Lambeau. And JVT, I got on you, Tampa, in the first half and tied it up Oy. with Minnesota and Cincinnati in the first half. And hit a little three-teamer uh, on Sunday as well. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, thanks. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Tampa Bay thing was not a, was not easy by any stretch. Uh, for those who did not see how the way that thing went, needed a uh, a weird fumble from um, from Desmond Ritter. He actually just went back to pass and just dropped the ball. Uh, and it was recovered by Tampa Bay. They score and ultimately win the first half. So, uh, thank goodness, Blaine Gabbert with the touchdown pass, too. So, Tom Brady sat a little bit earlier than I thought, but that thing got there. And I think, Jimmy, so for me, and I, I mentioned this when we talked about this, and I always think it's an important lesson as we remember a year from now, which is if you notice kind of the theme with those plays, it, it was playing against the teams that had something to play for or playing on a team in Tampa Bay that had nothing to play for. Uh, in other words, I think the market really overvalues those situations, right? The market really overvalued the Seahawks. That was actually a bet I made on my own right? in, in their situation against the Los Angeles Rams. They needed yeah. overtime to beat L.A. Overvalued what the Lions would do in that game or undervalued what they would do in that game and overvalued what the Packers needed to do uh, in that game. So we can go on and on, right? Giants, same thing against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's generally my theme in Week 18. I know it kind of goes against the grain. A lot of people would think, like, of course that team's got to win. Yes, but that doesn't mean they have to cover, and that's something completely different. So that was kind of the theme, and ultimately it worked out. The theory that the market was overvaluing some of these must-win spots uh, was true, and a lot of those sides came home. Pretty A pretty big clip, too, roughly 60% entering Sunday. Yep. Now, one that didn't get there, well, should have the Jets against Miami. And so, I mean, we, we know how that ended. So uh, we were kind of – he didn't – do all this he put it here and I was hoping that he was well I was praying that he was praying instead of the the safety they went to commercial it was nine six I'm like I don't know about this but and then they gave us the bad news that they counted the the safety uh so yes indeed the um the teams that uh must win sometimes must not be that good so the um it was um it was a good angle, and uh, yeah, you did get some inflated numbers at the Eagles line. Wow, up to 16 and a half. And then you got guys like uh, Brandon Staley, who did not get the memo that he was supposed to rest uh, some players. That was that was the most puzzling, and in his explanation, post game was even more puzzling. Let's move on now. Eight games over 500 for the season, 29, 21, and three as we enter the postseason. 
and we've got six games that all involve rematches. Of course, you can mm-hmm. figure out the divisional rematches uh, with San Francisco and Seattle, Cincinnati and Baltimore, uh, and Buffalo, Miami, and the other three have all played each other as well. One of those divisional matchups are in the NFC West. The number two seed, San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, he is still undefeated uh, against the spread as well. Nine and a half, 42 and a half at home against Seattle. Home and away. Now, this was the first game where Trey Lance got hurt. Garoppolo came in. He was very ordinary. Keep in mind, he missed all the training camp, but they just obliterated Seattle. That Thursday night game at Seattle, they outmanned them as well. So San Francisco's roster looks much superior to the surprise Seattle Seahawks. Laying a nine and a half is what you're looking at, JBT. Yeah, man. I just look. I, I like the Seahawks team, but I also feel like this is a team, Jimmy, that I, I've had a little bit of a read on, right? You know, I've I have been involved in I think each of the last four games, and I have gotten those each correct in the way that I've read them. It's because you know, I th- I think I have a feel for this team, right? I don't know why. It's odd. I've watched a lot of Seahawks football this year, um, and I think when you look at this, there's one thing that really does stick out about this: their run defense isn't very good, right? Like we know right. this about Seattle, bottom bottom ten in the league in multiple metrics when it comes to defending the run. You go back to that overtime uh, win over the Los Angeles Rams, five yards per carry. In fact, 5.2 per carry for the Los Angeles Rams in that game and a 100-yard rusher. The Jets actually ran for 4.5 if you take away you know whatever Mike White was doing out there. So now you get San Francisco, who has one of the best schemed running offenses in the National Football League that I think are going to be able to do whatever they want on the ground against the Seattle Seahawks front seven. Uh, and I think that is something you can really count on. It takes the pressure off of Brock Purdy. It's going to be a lot of play action. It's going to be a lot of simple schemed up stuff for Purdy, as we have seen so far throughout his rookie tenure, uh, since he has taken over as starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And on the other end, you get this 49ers defense that gets to lick their chops and go after Geno Smith, whose turnover-worthy play rate has increased exponentially over the last six weeks of the season. He's been putting the ball in danger. Some games he gets away with it, right? The Jets game he did, he put the ball in danger a couple of times, ultimately didn't have to pay for it. If you put it in danger here against the San Francisco defense, you are going to pay for it. So I think all of these things put together, I actually initially bet this uh, when it opened up at 9.5, it got to 10, now back down to 9.5. I think it's playable, obviously, at 9.5. So give me the San Francisco 49ers. And can I also add, Jimmy, I like these kind of deals. Uh, Once they get hung up, I would look for some of these skill position players for San Francisco to win Super Bowl MVP, like a Brandon Ayuk who's out there at triple digits or something. Like once you get those up over at Bedroom, start to look at those because it's a different way to support these teams in the big picture from a futures perspective as they get further along into the postseason. But for this week, I love the 49ers. I think it would be my favorite play at minus nine and a half. Uh, tons of ways to bet uh, these games at, at Bet Rivers. There's no doubt about that. And so get on that nine and a half where it is right now at Bet Rivers uh, before it gets back up to double digits. All right, uh, Chargers and Jacksonville. Remember, Jacksonville went coast to coast and obliterated the Chargers. This is where we really yeah. start to, okay, let's pay attention uh, to this team. I mean, that was a game where Chase Daniel was supposed to play, Justin Herbert decides to play last minute. It did not help as Jacksonville rolled. Maybe a little recency bias with this early line movement. It's gone from picket to Chargers minus two and 47 and a half because Jacksonville did not look good. And let's face it, that was a playoff game mm-hmm. on, on Saturday night. 
against Tennessee. Winner moves on, the loser goes home. So maybe uh, Trevor Lawrence can brush off a shaky performance and get back to his late-season form. Jacksonville catching two at home. Yep, uh, I'll take it. And it's also a really good teaser leg. This is a solid weekend for teasers for those who are interested as well. Uh, There's some numbers out there. You can get through key numbers and, and add them together. But I think, look, there's a couple of things when you look at this from Jacksonville's perspective. The first of which is, Jimmy, the one thing they do pretty well, they, they actually defend the run pretty well. If you look at it from a metric standpoint, their front seven has played the run very well. Uh, I would think that that means it's going to be a tough night for Austin Eckler and that running game. They don't really, it's not like the Chargers are built around their running attack, but they do like to establish the run, if you will. And I think that's going to be able to make them a little bit more one-dimensional. And if you become more one-dimensional with, by the way, a wide receiver that you lost to injury in the last game that you were playing for no reason whatsoever... Uh, not really looking great for uh, Mike Williams and the Chargers. Again, probably play, but doesn't really look like he's fully healthy by the time you get to that wild card game. And the Chargers, like part of the most mind-boggling decision for Brandon Staley wasn't even that he played his starters. It was that he played them for as long as he did and putting himself at a rest disadvantage because guess what? The Jacksonville Jaguars played on Saturday, so they get their full seven days to rest. So I think all of these things put together, I like this Jacksonville team. I think the way that they play offensively, Jimmy, I've brought this up to you before. It was We, we brought it up when we talked about the Dallas matchup, right? The way that Jacksonville avoids pass rush pressure is that they're a quick-release team. Trevor Lawrence is one of the shortest time to throws in the National Football League. It is a quick passing attack. He gets to avoid a pass rush that is, I think, one of the better ones in the postseason at this point with the Los Angeles Chargers. This is, I think, a matchup that is suited for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So give me two. They'll be included on a teaser leg as well. But I think Jacksonville, of course, very live in this matchup to win and move on. All right, another divisional matchup, and of course, we it's a repeat of uh, last week's game, and uh, Cincinnati jumped out on uh, on top early. They are a covering machine. I mean, it has been unbelievable. What is uh, in the, the last fourteen games? So it's a thirteen and one against so, yeah. the spread. I mean, they dropped the first two against uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas. They had the one that was canceled or no contest uh, on Monday night against Buffalo. They covered the rest. They covered all but one of those uh, the rest of the way, including both of these. They bat, they uh, covered but did not win on that Sunday night game at Baltimore. They won and covered on a Sunday against uh, in the last week of the regular season. Salon has bounced around a little bit. Currently at Bet Rivers at 7-41.5 and 41 and a half over the Ravens. Does not look like Lamar Jackson will be back. We'll see about Hundley. Uh, but uh, again, that uh, total at 41 and a half is something you want to focus on. Yeah, I'm going to go under here. And so part of it is, right, this is their third matchup. It's a divisional game. Um, so there's a lot of familiarity here between these two clubs. So that is really going to help this thing be a little bit more of a knockdown, dragout type of fight uh, between two teams that I think will play to that similar, to that kind of pace. Um, the other part of this, Jimmy, is Cincinnati. Look, I've got a ticket on Cincinnati to win the Super Bowl 15 to 1. Uh, but you're kind of stretching the collar out because that offensive line, which was getting better and had improved yes. greatly, is now beat up, right? Alex Kappa doesn't look like he's going to be able to play. They lost Lyle Collins two weeks ago to a torn ACL. And it's not that Collins is so much of a loss as much as Kappa is. But now we're talking about those cluster injuries, right, at a very important position for Joe Burrow and the, the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that we're going to see a little bit of a lesser offensive performance from Cincinnati. That two deep coverage style that the Baltimore Ravens play against him has actually worked pretty well to kind of contain what this offense has done. If you look at the two games that he played against Baltimore this year, pretty average numbers for Joe Burrow and this offense overall. And on the other side, I mean, look, you kind of mentioned this. I mean, 
this offense stinks. I think we kind of know from Baltimore that we're not going to get a very good effort. And like when you're talking about efficiency, yards per play, all of these metrics, this has been a very, very disjointed unit for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think you're going to get really expecting anything from Baltimore in terms of explosive offense, even with better health. So I think all this things put together, divisional opponents playing for the third time, a beat-up offensive line for one team, just a flat-out poor offense for another, and a defense in Baltimore that since they got Roquan Smith has been playing like one of the best defenses in the National yeah. Football League. Give me the under here in this matchup. Just uh, signed him to an, uh, a new deal. Uh, they yep. like what they've gotten from the uh, former Georgia uh, linebacker in Roquan Smith. Uh, so under 41 and a half, uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, the uh, the announcement just come down uh, before we record this on Tua. He's been ruled out for the game against uh, Buffalo uh, on Sunday, at the first game on Sunday. 12 and a half, it went from nine and a half to 12 and a half at Bet Rivers. It's going to even more than that at other places. If you do like Buffalo uh, in this spot, which I do, um, uh, you uh, better get on it at Bet Rivers right now at minus 12 and a half because I think it's not going to be there uh, for long. Already a little bit of a public pick. And uh, heck, they were public back in the summer. You know, to bet to win the Super Bowl, they've been public even with a couple of trip trip ups uh, during the season. Yep. They've never stopped uh, with Buffalo being the public team. So minus twelve and a half—that's the best number you're going to get right now uh, at Bet Rivers. Forty-three and a half is the total, um, and we'll have to see if it's going to be Skylar Thompson again. There are first-time starting quarterbacks in the postseason have their problems. I mean, it is a a tough gig for a lot of those. But there's one thing for a guy making his, you know, a second start period, you know, for Skylar Thompson, uh, a rookie quarterback from Kansas State. Yeah, and uh, Thompson, I mean, every time I looked up in that Jets game, he was in the grasp of a defender just chucking the ball, not really understanding, like, hey, man, like, you don't have to get, like, it's not a thing to get rid of it. Sometimes you can take the sack. So, And that's that's the big part about some of these games, and I think a lot of people, too, Jimmy, it's very much worth pointing out. You might think, okay, this is maybe worth betting it under because this offense isn't going to perform very well, that being Miami, all the it actually might lend itself to this being more high scoring because Skylar Thompson is going to put the ball in danger. There's a very good shot that Buffalo is going to get some of these short fields and be able to drive this number up. So if you're somebody out there that does fancy themselves as somebody wants to go in and back the Buffalo Bills, you can look over a team total for Buffalo. Alt lines might be something you want to look at too to get more of a plus price because Skylar Thompson might be that poor. And it might seem, you know, as you said, it might be square or public, whatever you want to call it. Skylar Thompson brings down the baseline of this offense, I think, so much as a quarterback that I think it is worth looking at maybe playing against them in some alt-line scenarios if you can get a small plus price on it because he's going to put them behind the eight ball. I mean, if he's going to play like that, like he did on Sunday, they're going to have absolutely no shot against the Buffalo Bills. No. And I don't know why he would uh, would play any better, uh, yep. you know, on the road, especially uh, in those conditions. And Waddle and Hill, a little kind of getting a little bit wear and tear on them late in the season as well. I was looking forward to Tyreek Hill versus Sauce Gardner, but that was not a fair fight with the guy throwing yep. it uh, to him. So I, I would I would suggest going Buffalo minus twelve and a half at Bet Rivers right now. JVT on the heels of a three and zero week. 58% for the season. San Francisco, minus 9.5. Jacksonville, plus 2. And the under 41.5 in the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. For Jonathan Von Tobel from VEASAN, I'm Jimmy Otto of the Sports Better Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.